You're tuning into this week's Revival Recap. Let's hear what's happening in the life of our church. Hello, friends. Seth Dahl here, back with Revival Recap. And this week, we're here with Eddie Tate, our associate pastor at Bethel Austin. And we're going to recap last Saturday. We still had church for a limited amount of people. Uh, this coming week, though, we're opening back up. Opening back up. And we've got all the stuff in place to make sure that's safe and, and healthy and all of that. Mm-hmm. But we had a limited service, not too many people there, but we had church. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we cannot talk about Eddie's message <laughs> because he never got to it. Eddie, yeah. talk to us about what happened. It's actually funny because it's kind of becoming a theme. I know this is twice in a row. Twice in a row now. Yeah, that we haven't had a message. So when Um, you're supposed to speak, when I'm supposed to speak, God shows up and preaches for for you. I think God's either protecting people from my messages, or He just is free to do whatever He wants, and we're always surrendered. Yes. And actually, that's kind of what happened. Is it is a sign of a secure pastor to give God uh, His way. I yeah. I don't ever want. I don't need to talk about Him when He's in the room. Yeah, he can he can do what he did. I don't have to teach on him when he's showing up. So, you know, it was just a it was just a great thing. I think even from the pre service pre service prayer that the leaders do, there was just this sense that oh man, something is just on the brink of breakthrough for the night. Yeah, and um, it just kind of went into it, and it was funny. It just I mean, just just the way God works. I showed up to the church, and I realized oh, I left my notes for my message at home. Yeah, I had my computer, so I could have read off my computer. But I'm like, oh, I left my notes. This feels almost like a setup. Yeah. And as soon as we got into worship, we knew. We, you know, you could just feel. You can tell when, when it's like, okay, are we gonna, are we gonna stick to our plan and our structure? Or are we gonna actually follow what God's doing right now? Yeah. And from the moment we were in there, we just, we just knew the worship was just so sweet. They just, yeah. our worship team just did a phenomenal job following his presence, lead, leading us as a group into deeper places, but also following what he was doing in a yeah. way that nobody felt like they were interrupting. It was just a flow. Come yeah. on. It was so good. Partway through worship, Joaquin got up, and this is pretty much leaders, volunteers, yeah. people that really serve in the community. That's mm-hmm. what the service has been limited to the last couple of weeks. But um, he just got up. I actually feel like just when we started talking, I think God's trying to prepare the leaders for a new season, people coming back in this coming week, everybody showing up, but really preparing us. And I think that's what Joaquin was communicating when he came up and said, I feel like the Lord's calling us into a new level of surrender, new surrender. And so just talk us through what took place there, what you felt God doing, sensing in the room. And really, you know, our heart with this, these few weeks that we've had kind of the leader, our all team, which is kind of leaders or team leads in certain aspects is really, hey, let's get that group together, make sure that they are actually really going after it together and getting getting just poured into so that when we can get back to our full services, you know, our body's healthy. You know, yeah. it's it, the... It's like in a family. When mom and dad are healthy, the family's yes. healthy. So it's just that thought of really wanting to make sure that we we had to stay limited. So what group could we do that with? But um, I, I think it's a theme of what all of us are feeling that we're not in control. And there's a beautiful aspect of of realizing that you're not in control, but then choosing to surrender. 
Yeah. Because a lot of times when you're faced with the reality that you're not in control, you try to find out why you're not in control. You, you're yeah, looking you, for the why. You try to recapture. And you try to get control. You try to yeah. get control. It's like, oh, I feel out of control, so I need to get control in my life. The, the right way to approach that is, okay, if I'm not in control, someone is. God, I surrender it to you. Yeah. Because even if even if other people happen to be in control, when you surrender to God, He actually steps in. Yeah. And He actually becomes that which is over everything. Come on. And really, in the service, that's what happened. It was it was Joaquin just felt this overwhelming sense that, you know, we as leaders, but just we as a body, really need to surrender in this time. And the way it played out in the service was just so beautiful. Yeah. It was just. Him actually praying, inviting us as a team into that surrender, but then even where it went from there, just with the people coming and sacrificing and risking oh. and doing things. Oh my gosh. So let's just go back for a second. So Joaquin, Pastor Joaquin said, hey, this is going to be like a section of the room where you walk in one side, you just surrender oh everything to God and come out the other side. <laughs> and so he's like, just do it on your own time. Like... We're just yeah. going to keep worship going, but we're just going to designate this section for I'm coming up here to re-surrender to yeah. God and surrender even more. And so we did that. Just took, I don't know, 10 minutes. But did you want to say something about yes. that? Yes. Okay, so, good. I thought you did. So it, it's, it's, it's amazing. I love how God works. Without letting me know that he was going to get up and he talked about there being a pool. Yeah. And it was almost like it was almost like a not a fire tone, but it was like a pool where you would walk in and actually walk through this pool and come out clean. Like a baptism. Of While someone. I was preparing Saturday morning and just praying and getting ready for the message, I literally had this thought that man, I feel like I'm gonna have this time where there's multiple places in the room, and each one is actually a wow. baptismal of refreshing in an in an aspect of who God is. So I I didn't even tell him about this. Yeah. I had this. So when he did that, I thought exactly what you were this preparing. is what God is doing in yeah. the moment. Wow. Surrenders where he went, and I had seen several of them. But it was just the idea that God was ahead of us so much. Yes, you know, and and if always. we really really step back, he's always ahead of us. It's just making sure that we're not trying to run ahead of him. Yeah. So come on, that's a good. Yeah, word. it was just good. It okay, was so, good. so that happened. We all went through. It was really cool. Um, then, yeah, Joaquin gets up again and says, I feel like someone has a prophetic song. Yeah. Right? And talk us through. If you guys haven't seen it, you should go back and you watch gotta Saturday watch the night. Service. <laughs> Just watch the service. You can join in, all of that. You know, walk through your living room and re-surrender to God. Um, yeah. Sing a prophetic song. But Joaquin was like, I feel like there's someone in the room that has a prophetic song. It's really going to crack this thing open for us. Yeah. And, it's going to shift something in the spirit for us. And who is it? And and he he really made the invitation like, hey, this isn't your norm. Like, yeah. this isn't something that you would do. It's not like a singer. Yeah. Like and a really, or... it, it was that aspect of surrender. You, you've got to surrender your pride. You've got to surrender your comfort. You've got to surrender the idea that this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And multiple people. It was so beautiful. And... And I know several of them very well. So it was just, it was awesome watching people go, I don't sing. But, <laughs> this, this isn't my thing, but I, I feel the tug of God for me to give this to him right now. Yeah. And they got up and just gave what they had. And it was beautiful. It broke things open so much. Just, I, I feel like what we experienced in the room was amazing. And, and, you know, it is what that is. 
But I actually feel like when people capture what was invited into in that moment, it doesn't matter when they do, you could watch this two years from now yeah. and encounter the invitation of just surrendering your comfort, whatever you have and saying, God, if I feel this tug inside me, I'm gonna do it regardless on my talent, my gift, my comfort, yeah. you know, anything. Yeah. It was oh, so beautiful. It was powerful. Like yeah. Several people went up yeah. and just sang a song. Some sang whatever the God had put in their heart. Some sang along with the last song that we did. Yep. That one mom got up. Yes. Oh man, yep. she's like, I sing this over my kids. Um, at night, I sing that song over my kids at night, and I've been rushing, but I don't want to rush anymore. I want to sing, and she's just belted it out, and it I, was like, I was so proud of her. I was like, oh, I walked by her. I was just walking around during the service, and I walked by, and I literally felt the tug of God, and I looked at her, and went, "Are you supposed to be up there?" And she goes, "I don't know." And I said, "I'll let you and God sort that out." And I walked away, and right when he was starting the end, I looked back over. She raised her hand up. I'm like, oh, thank God, because. You know when you can just tell yeah. God's tugging. Yeah, I know. And it's that God, I'm gonna let go of what I want to do right now, and I'm gonna do what you want to do right now. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. I love it, man. That's funny because there was another lady that <sighs> went up that I was standing near, and I knew. I'm like, mm -hmm. she has to go up there. Like, yeah. she needs to sing whatever's in her heart. Yeah. And then when I was gonna, I was thinking like, I should go say. Are yeah. You supposed <laughs> to go there? And she went before I even got there. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. So I told my wife, I'm like. I yeah. knew it. I yep. knew she was That's right there. Um, so good. It was powerful. You know what it reminded me of? I don't know if people watching know this, but 14 years ago, I moved to Bethel Redding, and Joaquin was my revival group pastor, <laughs> my wife's revival group pastor. We yeah. met in Joaquin's revival group. We got married a year and a half later, two years later. But Joaquin was our pastor when we first went to Bethel, and wow. he would do this kind of stuff all the time. I was in the meeting. I'm like, this is like first year school of ministry where it's like, you know, it's just free. Yeah. There's not like, yeah. we have to have our three point sermon. We have to get on with the word. We have to do this. It was like, oh no, we're like, someone needs to come up here and sing. Someone needs to come up here and get uncomfortable. Someone needs to come and get, but it felt like that. It felt like a revival group Yeah. in school of ministry, which a lot of you potentially don't know what we're talking about. But it's smaller groups in a 2,000-person school. Back then it wasn't 2,000, but, um, you know, smaller groups of people that yeah. are just learning to connect with God, learning to let God be our comforter because we aren't afraid to get uncomfortable, yeah. learning to step into new places, learning to not be ashamed of if our voice is not good. We yep, are joking. Yep, yeah. like, neither one of us can sing. <laughs> but, like, learning to, like, my voice isn't good, but I feel like God's tugging me. Yeah. Learning to follow the Lord. Yeah. Like, I feel that tug. I'm going. I'm going to sing. I'm going to pray. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to do all this. But that's what I felt in the meeting was like, this is like first year school of ministry. Yeah. We're learning to follow God. We're learning to, and yeah. it's not, let's get up there and do the sermon. We didn't even do the offering. We didn't even do announcements. We didn't even do, we had to do some of that at the very end. But in, we yeah. just worshiped and went for whatever God was doing. We, we just did what we saw the Father yeah. doing. Which that's gonna be something that we'll probably always do uh, be, it, because it's who we are. Yeah. We we've we've cultivated a life over the years of God. Nothing that we're gonna do is more important than what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to tell uh, I used to run a young adult ministry at another church way back, and I used to say, "Don't make sandwiches God didn't order." 
Yeah. Like don't 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 do something for God when he's not asking for it. Yeah. Like let him tell you what he's doing and yeah. what he wants and then follow that. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. I remember I I had made a I had made a couple comments off kind of the sermon I was going to speak and one yeah. of them was actually your comfort zone is usually not where God's going to God's not comforting you in your comfort zone. Right. Like his comfort comes outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. And that's that's what happened is that we all entered into this place of, oh, God's got us. It, it's freeing to let go and say, oh, wow. It's the it's the trust fall into his arms. Yeah. You know, yeah. I actually had, had this thought, man, we should do some trust falls off the stage. Sure. I thought about it. <laughs> Next week, yep. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> See you on Saturday. Get ready for a trust fall. Man. Um yeah, it was just, it was so good. I, I, it really played into where I was going to probably go with my message, which was about choices. And I'll, I'll preach it next time I get up. But um, just talking about choices, that we have choices. And I, I feel like we're in a pivotal time. I, I really believe that we are on the brink of the greatest expression that, uh, of his presence on the planet. Yeah. I mean, you know, the devil, the devil, the devil's usually scheming in the background He's played all his cards. Yeah. Like the world is in because he's like, I have to throw everything out there, yeah. which that's a desperate attempt. Yeah. I'm and scared. W- which means we're about to see the greatest, you know, expression of God's presence on the planet I think we've ever seen. But it's going to actually require us to make choices. It's yeah. going to require us to do things like we did Saturday. Yeah. I'm choosing to actually not do my my religious act of a service. I'm choosing Come to actually on. respond to the surrendering nature of God and just say, God, whatever you want, we're here. And, you know, I think this is going to hopefully permeate us as a people that it's not something that it's like, oh, the leaders can choose to surrender a service because it's more fun to have the experience of God. It's like, that's not what it's about. It's like, God, my agenda has to surrender to yours. And when I start to make those choices to really Say, God, I'm not in control and I'm surrendering to you. And if I have to change everything I have planned, I'm going to do it. But that's actually going to put me in position to experience and be a part of, not just be a spectator on what God's doing in the world, yeah. but actually be used as someone that is as a part of what God's doing in the world. Yeah, which I love services like that because in those moments, in those type of services, like, you know, a typical service is, we learn something, we make notes, we maybe get a little yeah. prayer at the end. I mean, in our church, it's a little different <laughs> than that, obviously, but that's the typical church experience, mm-hmm. like information, some revelation, some remembering stuff, um, and then going and working to live that out in our lives and stuff like that. But this, these types of services, to me, feel like this is to invite you into an experience that then is almost like practice training. Yes. It's yep. like training. It's like you've done martial arts. Like you, mm-hmm. you teach them, you know, whatever. Hit the bag or that person, that fake person, over and over the exact same. So yep. when you get in a fight, you have the moves, yep. right? Um, so that's what it feels like. Those services almost feel like practice, surrendering. You are doing it, right? but you're also entering into an experience that then is supposed to translate into, oh, it wasn't just a good service so we could have more fun. Like, no, no, this is practice. Yeah. This is me learning how to do that all the time, yeah. the rest of my life, in yeah. my daily life. Like when I'm at my job, when I'm at my home, oh, 
when I feel out of control with my children and I don't <laughs> yeah. know what to do. Like, oh, I need to surrender to God yeah. and let him take over and let him guide me and let him direct me. And, oh, I had plans to go do whatever with the family, but something happened and oh, we're not in control. Yeah. Oh, we. it's almost like the services are like... The training grounds. Yeah. Training for life, yeah. not just like information, like actual practice, actual yeah. step in. It's like, hey, it's really good to explain Taekwondo to a person, martial arts to a person, but if you don't actually do it, you don't learn. Yeah, You don't learn. And this for me is like, forget the information right now. It's similar to driving a car. You read the book, you take the test, you're like, yeah, you you know about driving a car. You, you have no idea how to drive, drive a car. car. <laughs> Until you get your permit and get behind it. Just because you passed the test yeah. and answered the right questions doesn't mean you know how to drive yeah. at all. You may not have a real clue. You don't even know. Yeah. You know, I used to teach people this. I'm going to rabbit trail for a second. But this <laughs> is I used to teach people how to drive buses in New mm-hmm. York City. Full-on school buses. And we got behind the wheel with this girl from another country who had passed the test Everything is good. She, she's like ready. She's got her permit. She studied. She did all stuff. We get in the car. I said, "All right, turn it on." She says, "How?" I'm like, put the key in. She's like, "Where?" Where? Yeah. So I teach wow. her that. And then I said, "Okay, put it in reverse." She goes, "How?" I said, "Move the gear shift to the R." She's like, "What's the gear shift?" I'm like, this little thing right here. And so I had a. She literally said no. Answer. No, she wow. literally bounced off cars <laughs> we're driving new york city cars are parked everywhere she's literally going i called it kissing she kissed a car here she oh kissed a car here she, i'm like please stop please stop we need to go to a that actually sounds lot. like life it sounds <laughs> exactly exactly and all of that to say information in a church service doesn't always mean we know how to live it out in our life yeah. and oftentimes that can hinder us yeah the more information you have, look at the Pharisees. The more you know, potentially, the less you recognize Jesus when he shows yep. up. And so these services, I think, are so crucial yeah. for like, yeah, it's the getting in there and actually swinging. You're not just remembering information You're of Taekwondo. You're swinging. You're kicking. You're yeah. making adjustments as you go. You're not just taking a test. You're actually getting behind the wheel and realizing, like, but that's what these are. It's the balance of knowledge. Yeah. Like, Wait. learning, because you need that, because when you don't know anything, you don't know anything. So yep. it's, the, it's the balance of knowledge, but then the application. Like, okay, we can talk about surrendering to God. Yeah. We can teach on it all day long. Exactly. But without an actual surrender... It's, we could, it's we, yeah. useless information. We could talk about um, the comfort of the Holy Spirit yeah. and stepping into uncomfortable places, but unless you get up there and grab the microphone and sing with your bad voice, yeah, it's just information. It's just it's information. It's not real. You know, and one of the things I'd say is, you know, I've known Joaquin knew, and I knew each other prior to Jesus. Yeah, So Way we've back. known each other since we both got saved. And I, I, I think that, one of the key elements to what we see and experience is that that's his life for sure. Yeah. I've, I've been around him since he's been saved and there's a, there's a healthy balance and it happened. We see it reflected in our services, but there's a healthy balance between you prepare, you plan, you study, you do what you're supposed to do and you're ready. Yeah. And, and in a moment, everything you've prepared, you're willing to set down when he asks you to. Yeah. And I've watched that in him. Yeah. I mean, I I would I'd love to say I've done it my whole life. I know I haven't. Right. 
not the same way I've seen him do it, but it's just something that is really reflected in the way the church is probably always going to run. And, you know, it can be frustrating for people. People have an idea of what yeah. church is like. It's like, hey, I'm going to come. We're going to do worship. You're going to do announcements. You're going to take an offering. You're yeah. going to have a message. You're going to do some prayer, and I'm going to go home. Yeah. And it's like it, it actually is comforting to have mm -hmm. some form of structure. And I would say that and some important. And I would say sometimes I think people show up and they're like, God, do these guys plan anything? Or do they kind of just, what's going to happen today? Yes, that's true. But no, we're always prepared. We, yeah. don't, we don't plan these things to happen. Yeah. We are always, always going to move aside and say, God, if you have something you want to do, that's yeah. first. And I really, I really love that. That's what this week was. It was just a beautiful. Yeah. And I think it's, I think we're going to see more of it. Maybe not in the same way because we don't try to put a program or a plan around his intervening. Yeah. We actually just do what we're supposed to do and then watch him do what he does. Yeah. And I think that we're going to see much, much more of his intervening. And I think it's going to affect our lives. I think it's going to be personal. Yeah. I think we're going to hear more testimonies of people with those radical surrendered encounters. And I honestly believe that in the next few months, we're going to hear more people making life altering and changes in their, in, in just in their life, big changes because God's saying, are you willing to let go of everything you have to have what I want to give you? Yeah. And I, I think that people are going to grab a hold of this surrender and they're going to, okay, God, I've had this, so long, I know it's security, stability. I know what I have here. It's yeah. safe. Yeah. And you're asking me to set it down to take something completely. I think we're going to hear more of that yeah. in the next few months. And I think it's going to radically shift a lot of people's lives. You know, so amazing. I just had a meeting with a family the other day and we were talking about this kind of thing. They're just talking about like they follow the Lord all over the world. They take their kids. They're struggling because they're like, I kind of want a normal life. And I said, what happened with the disciples when Jesus said, hey, follow me? Like they had to, they never stopped traveling from that right. point on. They never stopped moving, never stopped traveling, hardly ever settled down in one spot. Like they just kept moving. The mm -hmm. ministry was moving and going. And I said, would you even want to live another way besides following the voice of God wherever yeah. he leads you? And they were like, oh. No. No. <laughs> I'm like, there's, everything else is boring. Yeah. And they were like, you're right. So we just had this whole conversation, but I feel like that's yeah. what's going to happen. It's like, we don't want to live any other way. We don't no, want to do any other nah, kind of life. Not at all. We don't, we want to follow God. We want to hear his voice. We want to plan, prepare. And if he goes, yeah, why don't you toss that out? Yeah. Can you throw that out and follow what I'm doing? Not what I told you the other day. Yeah. It's like, that's it. You prepared with God too. Mm -hmm. You and God prepared the message. And then God's yeah. like, hey, how about we do something else? Okay, set it down. And, it, you know, and it's that thought, I, I watched my message unfold yeah. throughout the service. Yeah. But in the way he wanted to do it. It wasn't you talking about it. It was him doing this. It was him doing it. Because there were several things. I mean, it'd take a while. But there were several yeah. things that sure happened is. throughout the service. And it's like, oh, wow, I was going to hit on that. Oh, I was going to talk on that. Even one of one of the guys got up and he prayed over and yeah. he made he made a one line statement. I'm like, that was literally a in my typed note? outline of my notes. That's hilarious. And it's like we have to do what God. We have to do things that we haven't done to see things we haven't seen. And it's like they literally was written in my notes. Say that again. We have to do things we haven't done to see things we haven't seen. And it, it, it it's just funny. It's like so many times throughout the service, I was like. God, you preached the message that we planned today. <laughs> I just didn't need to be involved. And I'm fine it. with that. I'm fine it. with I that. It. So good. Yeah, um, it was a great week.
Such it a was good a great week, week and yep. we can't wait to see all of you. I think we just need to need it. We just should end on that. Yeah, gotta, totally. Yeah, do things we so haven't good. done to see things we haven't seen. <sighs> Make that choice. Yes. Surrender. Get uncomfortable. Let him be your comforter. Step into all of that. That's right. And if you haven't watched the the service, go watch it. Go interact with it. Like it was preparation for a new lifestyle yeah, very and much. a lifestyle of following the Lord. And we don't want to do anything else. Yep. So thanks for watching, listening, however you uh, engage this podcast. We're thankful for you. We love you. And always BethelATX.com is where you can follow along more on our journey, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, yep. YouTube. So we love you guys. Awesome. And we'll see you at church for real this week. That's right. God bless you guys. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Revival Recap. For more of our podcasts and other resources, visit BethelATX.com.